Can't hear so. Talk sheet. Recorded live. Welcome to T25STL Entertainment, the Alpha Talk Radio, United Stand. It's the name of the show. I'm your host, Galaxy Chief, Andre Ward. It's Saturday, December 9th, 2008. What day did you say it was? Can't hear you. Where are you? Hello? <laughs> wow.
All right. Good, good morning, everybody. I'm, I'm opening up here. I don't know what, uh, what's going on. I'm trying to open up here for Chief. Um, let's see what we have on the line right now so we can open up the show. Okay. Who's on the line right now? Okay. This is Dr. Bradford. Hi, Dr. Braxton. This is Roslyn with uh, T25CL. Um, and then who else do we have on the line? You have Gina. Hi, Gina. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, opening up for Andrea. I want to see what happened here. Uh, let's see. I know we're going to get the show started just a little late, so I'm going to contact him right now, see what's going on. Just hold on one moment, okay? Okay. Okay. All right. All right, very good. Well, we're going to wait to see where Andre is. Uh, he's not answering, but uh, we'll go ahead and proceed with the show. Um, all right, so how's everybody doing today? We're just doing fine. I'm glad to be here. Great. Awesome. Very good. All right. Well, um, I know that generally, you know, uh, Andre, you know, brings about discussions about, you know, what's going on in the world today and all the, uh, you know, well, let's, let's talk about social issues, really. And um, sure. things going on in this world. And there was uh, Jean. I I uh, I understand. Um, you know, you had a, a tragedy in your family, and we just want to, you know, extend our condolences uh, to you as well. Um, all right. So let's go, start with Dr. Braxton. Dr. Braxton, go ahead and uh, just open up. Uh, tell our listening audience a little bit about you and and what you do, and you know what's been going on with okay. your life. Sure. Okay. Uh, my name is Dr. Toronto C. Bradford. I'm the president of Sacramento Theological Seminary and Bible College. And um, our school right now is uh, involved with reaching out to the community, and not only in the theo- uh, theology aspect, but also in some of the social issues that plague our society. 
And we have found that um, being better educated is what, uh, well, let me back up and say this. We are on a campaign to help eliminate poverty in our community. And in order to alleviate poverty, you must be better qualified to enter the job market and get some of the positions. I'm not talking about just a job, but I'm talking about positions that will catapult us into a much better economical status. So right now, that's what we're concerned with in the Sacramento, in the, in the Sacramento area and the surrounding Sacramento area. We have offered that, you know, since the state, you know, our great state has limited some of the educational funding in such um, simple programs as GED. So our seminary is offering a free GED program. We are also offering uh, free mentoring programs, uh, more or less uh, uh, life skill programs. You know, we, we, have, we have qualified counselors and sociologists on our staff that's uh, giving their time freely, okay, to um, help eliminate some of the social plagues that, uh, you know, plague our society in our area. Okay, very good. Well, let me ask you this. My phone's going off right now. All right. Um, calling with a pharmacy order update. Uh-oh. Well, let me let me mute somebody. Somebody's got a pharmacy update. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, when you speak of um, you know the programs that you're you're offering, there's ready for pickup at Walgreens, located at the northwest corner of Otis and Park in Alameda. Uh-oh. Who is that? Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Um, when you talk about the the programs that you're offering. Um, are, are there age limits? Are there, you know, what, who are you extending the programs to? Because when you think about it, like, I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, uh, with our ministry, is Victory Outreach. And our, we reach out, you know, to the inner city, those, you know, who, who were with gangs and drug addiction and prostitution and who just need an answer sure. besides being out there in that world. Um, um, and reaching out to those who, who, are, who need employment. Now you say you said uh not just jobs but positions. Um so what right. type of training would you offer the individuals who are looking for positions? Because I think I started out with a job before I had a position. So when okay. you say you're offering positions, not jobs but but positions, make give us a little more clarity as to what you're Good. speaking yeah, of. Yeah, I'm 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 glad you're asking for a little more clarity there because let let, let me give you a, a scenario. You know, believe it or not, in the uh, uh, in the in the late '90s and the early '90s, remember we had a lot of we had a lot of our youth that went to college on scholarships. You know, baseball, basketball, etc. And after they got out of college, well they just thought that automatically that would give them a job, okay? But then, no, it's, it's how you present yourself to enter the marketplace. And that's what I mean by positions. I mean, believe it or not, we have a lot of qualified, I, I would say academically, we have a lot of qualified people in our community academically, but they just don't know how to enter the job market. They don't know how to present themselves. They don't know how to present their credentials. 
and, 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 and for the most part, a lot of them don't have any experience, you know, because when they got out of college, they just, you know, they were finished with basketball, softball, volleyball, whatever, whatever their little scholarship was in. And they said, okay, what do I do now? Well, ironically, a lot of them are working at Walmart, and there's nothing wrong with working at Walmart. I'm just saying we have a lot of highly qualified academically, you know, so to speak, individuals who have college degrees. And if they don't have their college degrees, they're not very far from finishing it, okay? And they just don't know how to present themselves and enter the job market. Whereas we have a program, a mentoring program, that gives them those kind of skills so they can market themselves. Now, do you uh, have uh, uh, resources where once, you know, this training is done, you know, that, that individuals can go to, like, you know, employment agencies or, you know, uh, exactly, exactly, exactly. Able to... Yes, yes. That, exactly, that's... exactly, exactly. And, and you, you know, and... Uh, 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 we're, we're, we're in a position right now where we can't mention those agencies right now, okay? Right. But, yes, we do have some places that they can present themselves to, you know. Uh, and then, again, to, to, to be quite honest with you, to be quite honest and frank, there are a lot of positions open in the state. The state has a lot of job opportunities. But then, once again, you know, they, they need, you have to meet a certain criteria, a certain qualification. But then, again, we have people who don't know how to qualify themselves. They don't know how to present themselves. I mean, some of the most mundane things that, that I'm talking about is, is just things that probably, you know, those of us who have been in the corporate uh, world and, and have, have had positions and have been able to, to uh, uh, maneuver through it, well, we take that for granted. But then, like I said, there are qualified people in our community academically that hasn't, they haven't had that experience. So they, they, it's, 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 uh, it's really frightening to, to think that they just don't know how to present themselves. And that's due to the lack of, of guidance, okay? Uh, I don't know when they got out of college, they should have went to their guidance counselor and, and just simply asked, okay, I, I've taken these courses. What am I qualified to do? Where should I go from there? And um, we're finding out that none of them had that type of conversation when they got out of school um, before they started to enter the job market. And then, like I said, most of them, you know, they are qualified. They're good, decent, they're, they're, they're good citizens. So it's not like they can't get a job. They can all pass background checks and et cetera. And even if, even if they couldn't, you know, uh, most of them can get jobs. And, you know, but then they're, I feel like once you get some college education, uh, not only getting a job should be your goal, but trying to find yourself some type of position. And uh, that's what I meant by the word position, and that's what we're striving for in our community. And that's, right. And the, and the key issue that we really tap into is when we talk about, you know, college students coming out of college, graduating, getting their, their degrees in whatever um, a field of expertise that they're um, uh, finding themselves in, I think uh, what's key is the desire. Yes, yes, that's right. You know, that, that's they a need to have desire. When you say you have, you know, guidance counselors and um, 
you know, uh, individuals who will, you know, say, hey, this is what you need to do in order to find your position out there in this world for a job. You know, they can, once they walk out of that door, <clears throat> is their desire to really, you know, let's do this. And I feel that, you know, kids go, go to college, they go to college for a reason, or at least they should, is to get that education. So for the betterment of themselves, their families, their communities, their countries, whatever the case may be, and, and knowing that um, they put their best foot forward and saying, hey, you know what, my desire is to go just, you know, do the best that I can and get, get out there and get that position, which they should, you know, to, uh, um, to the best of my education. Um, so that's key. And, you know, what you're doing is, is awesome. And I want you to explain a little more about that. But we're going to go ahead to our, our sister, Jean. Uh, and Jean, uh, I know some of our listening audience was, um, you know, not uh, familiar with you. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Um, I'm Gina. Is there a Gina? Gina. Mm-hmm. Are you you're, okay. you're referring to me? Yes. Hello? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. I'm, I'm, uh-huh. my background's accounting and finance, and um, I'm currently a job seeker. So um, I was listening to the gentleman say, you know, marketing yourself and presenting yourself. I'm going over those things in my head right now as I apply for jobs. Okay. That's what I'm doing. Currently unemployed. Oh, I'm sorry. You're currently unemployed? Mm Mm-hmm. Currently seeking. Yeah. All I can do is just say my background is accounting and finance. Okay. All right. Very good. And then I, I'm, I apologize. I've got you mixed up with another Jean. It was another Jean, not Gina. Okay, Gina. Very Gina. good. Uh-huh. Gina. All right. Very good. So, um, right. Well, you're on the right show here because then you've got the connection with Dr. Braxton because I'm sure that he can assist you in, in your endeavors and what you're looking for, right? He's in Sacramento. Right. I'm, in, I'm in Oakland. I don't know. I don't know what what connections he has. I don't oh, know. I'm, yep. I don't know the gentleman. Sorry. There's always the airways. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yep. Excuse me. I'm Doctor Bradford. B R A D F O R D. Okay. Bradford, not Braxton. Oh, Bradford. I my apologies. I'm I'm taking right. away for Andre, so I'm sorry. I apologize. No problem. No problem. Um, no problem. It's, it's, it's all good. Common, common right. error. Right. Right. Um. All right. So. Uh, we have Brother Daryl on the line as well. Uh, welcome, Brother Daryl. It's great to have you on today. Hello, Lady Roz. It's good to be on. I just stopped on for a moment. Uh, you know, I have to do a show at 4 o'clock, but I'm always interested in the, the other shows that we provide, and uh, I just love to support them, so here I am. Oh, very good. Well, tell us just, you know, a little bit about what you do. You know, this is what this is what's key, and this is, this is great. This is great. This is what's key because with Daryl, he deals with a lot of youth who have been either incarcerated, in trouble, or whatever the case may be. Um, and, and if we think about our society today, our youth are future, and if we don't have the guidance counselors, if we don't have the mentors, if we don't have individuals who are leading and guiding these youth in the right direction, mm-hmm. then it's up or not. When we think about Dr. Dr. Baxter and what he's doing, that's a great connection right there. 
I don't care if we're in New Jersey, New York, California, the deep south. When there is a connection that you can help an individual within their country, because within their city or in their community, then I don't see why that, that cannot be extended. With like my sister Gina, she is looking for a position. She's got the credentials. She's got the training. She's got all of that. Um, so, Dr. Bashford, what can you tell my sister Gina, you know, about, you know, what she can tap into? Because I'm sure she's been looking, but yes, there, there, you know, sometimes there's those, those pitfalls. Or those, there's, there's something that's not opening. That, there's that door that's not opening that needs to be open, wide open for her. Tell her what can be done. Yes. Okay. Well, you know something? Um, I'd like to tell her that the, the first thing I would do is I would check all the Kemp agencies, okay, because the Kemp agencies are, have been a good outlet for us because, you know, Kemp, the, the thing that, that, that we like about the Kemp agencies is you can not only utilize your experience and your, and your credentials, it's sometimes they're very, very flexible for the positions that, that people call for. You know, it's almost like you can fit in where you can get in, you know. And I would think, I, I would, I would uh, encourage you to call as many of the temp agencies, telling them of your experience and your qualifications, and then you'll be surprised that some of them will call you back and, and uh, have some interviews available for you. Something else that I would like to mention that you just touched on is uh, people who are coming out of incarceration, okay, I would like to, I would like to say this so that they would, so they, they would be encouraged. Once you have a record, that is not the end of the world. I mean, that is not the end of the world because we want to not only rehabilitate you, but then we want to give you that second chance in being a productive citizen in our society. Uh, this is, uh, you know, America being a free, a free society, free enterprise, and you know we have a we have a very good forgiveness program. I mean, we have people who have been incarcerated on the state, local, and federal level who have came out of incarceration and been very productive in society. I just want to say that because we find that a lot of people do say, well, no, I've got a record and I can't this and I can't that. That is not true. That is not true, okay? So uh, all of those, and, and, me, and because we we see a lot of those coming through our through our school and coming to us for counseling and for help, and uh, we like to encourage them that that uh, that is that is not the end of the world for you, no, no, because we don't want to, we don't want you to enter that revolving door of being reincarcerated again because you can't find anything to do. Right, and the thing that is, you know. There, what about those who have felonies? That, that's the door stopper, felonies. Mm -hmm. Well, you know something? I guess what? That's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, um, <laughs> you know we, we ran into that as well, you know. Um, but like I said, there are somewhat, I don't, wanna, I don't know, I don't know the, the proper term in the legislation of their forgiveness programs or not. But then you'd be surprised at, at those who have felony records that can still be a productive 
citizen and a productive uh, uh, part of society. You know, right. I mean, if, if if we were to believe that everybody with a felon, you know what I mean, could not get a good job or hold a good position, oh, we we we'd be in a lot of trouble. We'd be in a lot, a lot, a lot of trouble. Okay, I mean, uh, maybe they won't be able to pass a background check to do certain things, but then there are still a lot of things that they are uh, qualified and able to do. Because once you once you show that you have been rehabilitated or you're on the road to being rehabilitated, um, there are agencies that will give you a, a chance or another opportunity. Right. Well, you know, this, this is what, this is what, oh, go ahead, Daryl. Were you going to say something? Uh, yeah, I just, I, I absolutely agree with that statement. Um, I, I really must apologize. I'm, I'm not very um, up on the show yet. I, I just tuned in moments ago. But, uh, and so, um, Dr., I'm, I'm sorry, your, your name again is, sir? Dr. Braxley. Dr. Braxley. Okay. Braxford. Braxford. Dr. Braxford. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Dr. Yeah. Braxford, I, I totally agree with that. I've, uh, I've actually um, uh, worked in the court system for many, many years, currently still okay. work with juveniles with behavioral problems and criminal charges. And sure. I agree. I agree. Uh, mentorship programs are coming out. Um, I, I, and I should say that I've worked for predispositional programs as well as post-dispositional programs, and I still do. Um, and, and I definitely agree. I think our youth today, which is something that I'm very, very interested in um, um, and interested in saving, um, um, the recidivism rate is amazing. And so uh, predispositional, I think that um, uh, mentorship programs are extremely important to keep the, our youth out of the penal system and continuing to go into the adult penal system uh, incarcerated because once you do that, you, I'm not sure if you would be surprised, but a lot of people would be surprised of the violent thinking and the violent behavior that goes on um, as you continue to progress in that particular system. Um, but so uh, we can talk about two different things, predispositional and postdispositional. Uh, right now, let's talk about predispositional and keeping them out of the penal system. Empowerment programs right. and, 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 and mentorship programs are extremely important. Uh, uh, groups, uh, peer interaction groups are extremely important where they interact with each other um, um, and, and the different dynamics that come out of that group process are amazing. And it really, really works. So, um, uh, yeah, I, I do agree with you wholeheartedly on that particular topic. All right. Very good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here at T let's take a commercial break here. Uh, you're here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at United We Stand, uh, holding it down for Andre Ward. Um, uh, his system crashed, guys, so he, he's, uh, he's a little, uh, trying to get together there, but that's okay. He'll be back. Um, but, uh, of course, we have our other radio shows. Uh, later on this afternoon, we'll have Brother Daryl and his co-host uh, with In This Place. And then on Monday, we have Compton Politics with Lorenzo Elvis Murphy. Tuesday, we have Barbara McGee with Straight Talk from the Hired Brush. My show is on Wednesday night at Ross's Corner. We have Thursday with Corey Jeffries with Soul Vibrations. And, of course, on Fridays, we have Friday Night Confessions with Lisa and Alex. 
All right, so uh, what I wanted to do, I wanted to bring on um, some young ladies that uh, have that education, have received those degrees, but have not been able to find those uh, positions in their field of expertise. So I'm going to bring on Lisa. Lisa, are you there? Uh, Lisa, are you there? All right. Um, Alex, are you there? Uh, yes. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. Thank you. Good. Good. Yes. So you hear the topic we're talking about this this morning? Um, you know, employment and the education of individuals and, you know, with uh, Dr. Braxford in his, his program, you know, um, for the betterment of individuals, not only just finding jobs, but finding positions. So um, tell us a little bit uh, what, what you think about, you know, the job field and, you know, trying to look for employment and, and you know, things of that nature. Because I think it seems like it was kind of easy for you with your position, but I know that there had to be a starting point where it wasn't that easy. Right. Well, I mean, I um, I was fortunate um, to be able to, you know, I, what what happened with me is that I, you know, my this is not my first career. This is actually my second career. So my first career, I have a bachelor's in public health. I was in the military for 14 years. I did that, and then when I came out, you know, um, with that particular degree. Um, I got a job with um, <clears throat> Orange County Health Department in Florida as a statistician, and I was making uh, less than someone who actually um, worked at probably uh, maybe Starbucks, right? And, you know, I thought, oh, with a bachelor's degree, having the background that I had, I would be able to be more marketable. It wasn't the case, so I realized that even with a bachelor's degree going into um, uh, civilian employment, um, you're you're not going to be paid what your worth or even anything close to what you feel that your worth is. So um, I had to end up thinking about changing careers, and so um, that was what prompted me to go into nursing. And you know, I went back to school, became a nurse. Um, and it was hard because, you know, even though I had a bachelor's degree and then a second degree in nursing, you know, people who had less education than me, uh, if both of us went up for um, a, a job, you know, in my area, if you were, had the right uh, color for the connection, then you would get precedence over me. And even now in my career, I've been at this job for oh, over 20 years, this particular job that I have now, um, and have lots of experience in the field, um, I constantly see myself being passed over for someone who has maybe less education, less experience, and and, and being asked to teach people uh, to do a job, to do my job, um, and then end up getting paid more than me. So, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lopsided system that we have, and, and most of it is based on colorism, in my opinion. Mm, the catch-22. Let me ask Gina, because Gina, I know how long have you been in, in your field of accounting? Um, about 20 years, 20-plus 20 years. So It's not easy. Has, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's so, not it's not what? it's not easy. Um I find that the way I look on I mean the way I am on paper and when I walk on the door I get that. Uh, you know, I get that. So when I get that it's not a win-win because you've already reacted to me. So I I just, you know, practice my interviewing skills and keep it moving. But um so that's hard. I, I mean, that's, first of all, first of all, for a, a black woman and, and to be a woman, you know, a woman and then a black woman to walk in the doors. When you talk about accounting, when you talk about the financial field, you talk about a man. Um, and when you walk into the doors and you get that reaction, and I'm gonna I'm address this to uh, Dr. Braxton. When you get that reaction, that is so disheartening. That's discouraging. But like you, sound like a strong woman, you're going to keep it moving. You're going to keep it moving. But how long do you keep it moving in that field? I mean, it's just, it's really disheartening to think about that. But what keeps, what's your drive to keep on going, Gina? Um, my drive to keep on going is that I like what I do, you know. But if you have a problem with my color, that's your problem, not mine. So exactly. I've come into the strength I've come into right now based on a lot of deaths in my family, a lot of goodbyes because they know they're leaving and having to really stand on my own two feet and not have that, let me go cry on my uncle's shoulder or let me go cry on my sister's shoulder or let me go cry over here. You know, now I have to really, you know, kind of build myself up because I'm, you know, I feel like I'm getting ready to go into the rejection um, cesspool, you know, and I have to sit there. I mean, I've gone on interviews (laughs) I'm changing changing this a little bit. I've gone okay, on interviews okay. I, that I've had to literally, because I worked for um, a startup, and it's a cloud-based company, to, uh, to explain cloud-based billing. You know, your debits and credits, they don't change. The, your, uh, your, your principles and all that other stuff in finance and accounting, they don't change. But having to sit there and illustrate, almost using a crayon to explain to someone what I, what I do, I start looking at the people that are listing these jobs. You know, how do you, how how did you get here? <laughs> if you can't understand what I'm saying, and I have to draw it out. One place in particular, and this is when I decided I needed to take a break. I had to literally draw a cloud, a legal document, the accounting section of the legal document, and how I convert that into an invoice. I mean, come on, it's like it's not rocket science. I can explain that on the phone. You guys get the visual, and you can do it. Yes, so that's yes. what I'm dealing with out there. And then when I sit there, I'm going, you know what, I don't think I want to work with you because you can't understand what I'm saying. And it's basic. It's remedial, yes. you know. So this time around on my job, in, in the job um, market going out there, yes, it is a man's field. I went in there and in, into this field particularly for that to see if I could teach my people. That's been a challenge too. Nobody wants to hear it. No one wants to hear about 529 plans. No one wants to hear about their retirement setups. None of that. So I've just like threw my hands up. It's been a, a bundle of frustration, and I'm trying to work my way out of it. That's all I can say about that. So walking in the door and I get the, I get the oh, you know, I'm like I'm, I'm good. It's okay, because that lets me know I don't want to work for you either. And that's excuse just where me, I am today. Excuse me. May I comment on on, on on something there because I I feel the sister's frustration. Yes. Yeah. yeah, let me let me comment on something because you know I run into this constantly, constantly, constantly. 
quiet as kept, there are more qualified sisters out there, believe me, than there yes. are qualified men looking for jobs, you know, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, positions, because the men already probably have the positions, and the sisters who are who are just as qualified or, or more qualified find themselves on the outside looking in. Okay, but let me let me tell you a, a, a dynamic that I see changing, and I've, I've noticed it in the last 10, 10 or twelve years um, uh, so, so far. And we have to be careful. I say we. My institution has to be careful because we're five hundred one c three, and we can't get too political. Okay, but then I would like to think that that uh, that dynamic is get, is going to start changing. It's going to start changing because women at this stage in in our society are a very, very important voting block, okay, (laughs) voting block. (laughs) And uh, when when, when you guys can prove and show that you can keep some of these these, uh, 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 senators and congressmen and councilmen out of their positions, they're going to start listening. Yes, they are. I, 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 I have the luxury. And uh, coming from a family, my mother was a sociologist. I have two sisters. One of them is an attorney. And one of them is a business agent. They were they were educated, but then they believe me, they ran into the same thing. Okay, they ran into the same thing uh, coming up. But then, like I said, in the last ten or twelve years, maybe maybe not even ten or twelve years, but I'm I'm seeing that dynamic changing, and I think the women in uh, our society, regardless of color, believe it or not, because, you see, now being a black woman, you're a double minority, okay? You're a woman and you're black, you know, or of color, brown, brown too, okay? But then even even the Anglo-Saxon, the Caucasian woman, okay, she's realizing that she is a minority, okay? So then just as soon as you guys come together and start delivering your power at the ballot box, I think that dynamic is going to change. It should have changed a long time ago, believe me. There are more female prosecutors and judges, and I say that because, I have, like I said, I have a, I have a sister who's, who's involved, involved with the legal system, and when I um, see who she hangs out with and all her friends, I, 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 I walk in the room and everybody's a woman and they're so qualified, you know. But then again... Once they frighten, and I, I have to use a use that in a, in a in that word in that context. Once they frighten the the people who are in power, and it's men, of course, you know, and 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 get our legislation, our legislators to take notice that here they come. Okay, then I think that dynamic will change because you're right, you know. Uh, uh, even even when when going to the chip agencies, you know you see more women there than men, and and you get that you get that sigh when they walk through the doors and oh another woman, okay and then automatically they're trying to they're already trying to think how can we let her down slowly because we before we hire her let's see if there's a man a man qualified, okay yeah but you know um, what I want to interject right here because. See- that that means that they're threatened by her. They are threatened by her. Men, oh, exactly. Of course. That, I, I, I mean, but that, you know, but 
that should not be the case. You know. Okay, but can I interject here? Can Can I say something too? Here's what Here's what I Here's what I don't Here's what I don't do on my resume. Because I see the threat, and I understand what you guys are saying. I actually have a master's degree. I don't use it. I'm getting ready to get my license and build my business and screw corporate America. That's how I feel right now. Yes, I'm a, I'm a financial planner. I can't, I, can't even put that, I can't even put that down on my resume because you know what? I'm not going to get a call. Why? Because the threat is here. She, she, can, she can take my job. I don't want your job. I just want some meat on the table. That's it, you know? Right. Right. But I, the thing I, of it is, don't, don't shortchange right. yourself either, sister. Don't shortchange yourself either. Because there's no, there's no. She, she, she's talking about a dynamic that's ever so true, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's one thing being qualified, there's one thing being overqualified. Because if, if you look like you're overqualified, you are a threat. You are a straight up threat. And now, you she's know what? Not going to get a call. You back. know what? You know what, though, let me just interject here. It's not even about being overqualified. Of course, that comes into play. Um, but it's just the threat itself. Because, and and, and yeah. I, I happen to agree with uh, you, Lady Roz. Uh, please don't shortchange yourself. If, you know, it, my sense is that you should uh, put down all of your qualifications because just as many people who feel threatened by you because of the confidence that you exude and because of, 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 of the, the, the powerful person that you are, there are just as many individuals who are seeking people such as yourself. But you know what? I feel like can I? I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Okay, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you an example. I just applied for a job that has a, a base pay of like eighty on up to a hundred and six thousand. They've awarded the job to where you can have this job experience and not have the degree. Mm-hmm. So I just put my bachelor's mm-hmm. down there. God forbid I put my master's. Right? I would go in the garbage. Now this is for a government company. I mean, a government government agency. I have to go through applications because I have a job coach that's been working with me. Um, I have to go through these and read them verbatim, uh, tailor make every resume to the job, and then leave out the extras. The person that stepped in and said, "You know, um, um, what is, uh, what's your name? I'm sorry, I think you're in Florida. Are you the nurse? Uh, what's your name?" Oh, that's Hello? Alex. Alex. Um, uh, what, what she said, I'm, I'm not trying to shortchange myself. And like you said, there, there's people out there that will bring me on board with that and not feel that I'm a threat, but that's far and few. I mean, I haven't had that luck. I haven't been brought in with my master's degree. When I get to a job, I have to tell them, oh, by the way, I have one. That's mm-hmm. how I've had to, had to do it. it. Why? Now, there's jobs out there that say we would prefer a master's degree. Then I can put it down on my resume and say, hey, can you look at me? But when I come in, you're right. It's the oh, she's she's not blonde. She doesn't have blue eyes, and she doesn't have you know she's she her skin's darker, <laughs> and it becomes like oh, how, I got asked how did you do that? Oh, really? Oh, see that that, that, that that right there, that right there is so frustrating. What do you mean? How did I do that? I got my education. I put my foot on Brian Stone and did it. Uh, we have another caller. We got a caller from New Jersey. Uh, caller, give us your name, where you call in from, and then we're going to go back to Tina. Oh, I'm sorry. My name is Brian, and um, I didn't use my, my official ID, but um, I'm one of the co-hosts of Daryl's show at 4 o'clock in New Jersey. And I was, well, I was just going to listen in, and um, Lady Roz, I, I, it's interesting that um, we're talking about the um, 
the women who are trying to do something with all the experiences and stuff that they have, um, because I, I have a sister who right now is the first black president of Shippingburg University, and she's getting ready to be inaugurated in April. And she had to go through a lot in order to get where she's at now. And I can guarantee you, because she's also got a law degree from Seton Hall University, I can guarantee you all the things that she had to do, she did it on her own. She she was not she was not handed it was not handed to her. And I understand your frustration, and sometimes it is rough and it is hard, especially for us for us as black people and as black women. It's hard to put yourself out there knowing what's ahead of you. Oh, it's hard. You're right. It, exactly. It, it it's. I don't want to say I feel defeated before I start, but it's just like okay. What's this interviewing cycle going to be like? You know, as soon as I hit the door, is there going to be an issue? You know, but now I'm really thoroughly researching companies before I go on board. I'm looking at your board of directors. I'm looking at your accountant, your CEO, your CFO. You know, and just kind of sizing up the company before I put my foot or toe in the door, and not yeah. trying to t- trying to remove the desperation for a job away, and just step out in a better form of faith, I guess you could say. But, you know, and can, I, can, I, can, I, can I make a comment? Go ahead. Yeah, I, I just want to I just wanna say to Dina, I mean, uh, you know, whenever people ask you, I heard you say that um, they asked you how you did that, right? You yes, know, I, uh, I want right. to in the classroom. <laughs> right. Goodness. I would, um, I, you know, before when people would ask me things like this, it would offend me because I was like, "What? What are you trying to say?" But you know, since then, because I've had to go through it so much, I said, "You know what? Um, imagine, imagine a race being started, right? You ran way ahead of me, right? And, yes. And I, I was able to start after talking about us as people, right? And right. and I'm so good that even though you ran way ahead of me, I still passed." So whenever somebody says that to me now, I walk with my head high because I'm like, you know what, you can't do what I can do. I'm a strong black woman, and mm-hmm. even though you try to, but you know what? Sometimes those things are motivators. I don't use it to uh, defeat me. It motivates me to do what my true purpose is. And you said that you're going to start your business and you're going to do your own thing, and that all of those experiences that you have are motivators to make you be your best self and do what you're supposed to be doing, and that's doing for yourself. And so exactly. I recommend don't let them defeat you. Thank you. You know, when I go out, I'll step out on faith. Um, I'll size up the room. I'll do do my best, the best that I can do, but I know I'm qualified. Some of the jobs that I'm applying for that are in the higher salaries, I'm qualified for those jobs. I can do that job. You know, sometimes I get to... A job, and I'm like, you really, you know, <laughs> you hired this person over me, or I hear about things, or you know, things of that nature. It's just a, it's a vicious cycle. But I think when I get in the cycle this time, it's going to be a little bit different. I don't see myself unemployed for long. That's how confident I am today. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I yeah, get an right. interview, you know. And I am going to hold my head up. Thank you for that. Definitely, <laughs> because I worked hard for this, and I'm not going to take it lightly anymore either. I have something right. to give, and I can make your company money until I get enough of your money to fund my own company. And then it's right. buy. Exactly. I'm, cut, exactly. I'm cutting the string. Let See you. Let them be your springboard. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. 
That's it. Exactly. Exactly. So, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CL, Galaxy Talk Radio, here at United We Stand. And I think today we're really being United We Stand because we were uniting some strong black women today. Hey. <laughs> so, listen. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, before we, we before we do close out the show, I want to just have everybody give their last uh, comment uh, for you know and share what what they feel with the life endeavors and you know how we as people you know just individuals I don't care what color you are individuals you know to 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 um, make 2018. We always think about that every time we get into the new year. We gonna make this year a better year. Look <laughs> back. 2017 was horrible, but hey, it's a new day. Right. Things have still transpired. We still think about some good things. So I'm going to start with, is Lisa there? I haven't heard from Lisa. Yes, I'm All here. Right. I'm here. Great oh, show today. Okay. And it was really, really good to hear from everyone. And, and Gina, I really, um, you know, I'm in the same boat as her. I graduated, you know, and, and in my field, I really can't find work because the, the early parts of my career, I did temp, temping, you know, like I think it was Daryl that says, you know, when all your, your outlets run out, go to the temp agencies, and they picked me up like hotcakes, and I worked for very reputable pharmaceutical companies as a temp, but it did nothing really to help advance my career because you can't those people as references when you work for a temp agency. So you can't kind of build a network in that industry. So I've been, you know, a little frustrated with that, but I really, you know, admire what Gina's saying because I really feel like I need to do the same thing. We all know we're in a particular political environment and we kind of have to just do what we need to do and understand that, you know, we are in one of the richest nations in the world and there are ways, uh, you know, to to get around the system, but it's just an uphill battle, uphill battle for us. Yes, it is. It is. I agree. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you for your story. Okay. Thank you. All right, Daryl, uh, last question or comment? Uh, yeah, actually I do. Um, I just want to say in order for us to be successful, in order for us, in order for us to impact um, a particular population or in order for us to be uh, successful in our jobs, we, we, we first have to get our foot in the door. We cannot do anything if we cannot get our foot in the door. And I think that for 2018, we need to continue to exude confidence. Uh, Gina, uh, um, that's what I get from you. I get a lot of confidence from you. I think uh, to get our foot in the door, we need to um, practice our interviewing skills. Uh, we need to present ourselves with that very same confidence so that we can get our foot in the door. And then also we have to know our stuff. Um, I know I know my stuff because I've been doing this stuff for over 30 years. Um, and I'm sure, Gina, with the confidence that you present, have presented on this show today, you know your stuff too. So once you get in there, then you need to present that stuff. Uh, you need to present that knowledge. You need to be successful that way. And as you said, now that you're in the door and you are successful, you can obtain and gain all of that money and then go ahead and do your thing for yourself. Exactly. Thank you. I am. I, I'm, I'm done. I'm Corporate America, I, you know, I respect my degrees. I respect my education. But what I don't respect are the lies that were told to me at college. It's going to be hard for you, black woman. That's all you had to tell me. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you know, but they didn't tell me that because they wanted my money right. and student That's loans right. and debt. That's right. So you're lying now, to me, but I won't lie to my people, and I won't lie to these youngins coming up either. Hey, you know what? There's another way to do this and get your college education and come out debt-free. Mm-hmm. And there is that door for you, Gina. Trust me, there is that door. It's all mm-hmm. wide up. It is. Okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, Alex, you want you have any last question or comment? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, it's a great show. It's very inspiring as always. And, and yes, it does fit the uh, topic of the show, which is United We Stand. Um, I just want to thank uh, Gina for sharing her story. Um, it's, it's You're not the only one going through it. We all in some way, shape, or form um, are going through um, going through the daily struggles of having to work in the system that we have to work in. I just want to just continue to encourage you from one sister to another to keep your head up. You know, don't let the the rejection be a reflection of yourself. And, um, you know, we're, we're a strong group of people. And mm-hmm. if we've come as far as we've come, they can't stop us. They they may try to um, they may try to block us, but you know we're gonna find our way through. So you know, keep your head up. You got people out there, even though we don't know you as a person, we we're rooting for you. So um, keep on pushing. That's, that's, keep on pushing. You know. <laughs> Thanks for those encouraging words. Um, and can I say something to you? You know, yeah. I worked in the temp field too for a long time. What I did do, and I made it a point to do it was latch on to someone in the company. And along with using the the temp agency as a reference, I used them as my personal reference. So the next employer, I got so sick of these questions going from job to job to job that I started closing those holes in my resume. You can't ask me that. Here, here's my, here's my, um, my references. They're from the agency. You can call the agency themselves, but you can call this person that worked there that I worked closely with, and she said you can call her. And that's what I did mm-hmm. for the Wells Fargo's, the Charles Schwab's, and some and Bank of America Securities. I've known him for over 20 years. I um, was so busy this holiday season, he sent me pictures of his baby. And I worked with him <laughs> at Bank of America Securities. But, you know, it's like, hey, Gina, I've known him for over 20-some-odd years. That was in back in 2000, so that's, what, 18 years ago. So I did that because I started playing chess with these people. I'm like, I'm so sick of this mess. Let me just start shutting you down. And that's that's just a technique that I used. But it did work for me. So I have the references from the Schwabs. I go to lunch with them periodically, and I still talk to them. So not only do I put down Adeco, but I put down um, Marcy. Marcy was my boss at Wells Fargo. So that's one one way to do it moving forward. It's just a suggestion. And you can go back. If there's some people that you talk to or you can mm-hmm. find them on LinkedIn, reach out and close that mm-hmm. hole up, and you'll be fine. Because, mm-hmm. you know, my thing is shutting them down. Just, just cut me a check. <laughs> that's where I am right now. I'm called Cut the Check Queen. <laughs> right. You know, you know that, one was, um, that one was Delisa, but, yeah, I, she's, She's listening in, and I just want to say something on. Um, I uh, give her a chance to respond to you on on that on that uh, recommendation that you gave. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got you guys confused. Oh no, right. okay. I just wanted to say, yeah, thank you for that. And I I actually did do that um, along the way. I kind of networked, but because the bulk of my experience was on the East Coast, and I you know I relocated to the West Coast, um, it's, it's a little bit harder to network and, and maintain those relationships 
um, like that. But I did want to mention one thing that I forgot to mention earlier about the soft skills. I'm not sure if you heard about this word being thrown around now, but there's yes. been studies showing that the reason, I guess one of the excuses that a lot of black people aren't getting jobs is because we don't have this thing called soft skills that they're looking for now. And in layman terms, that pretty much means just being able to go to work, fit in, and make white people feel comfortable. So you can't be too ethnic one way or too, you know, you have to really be able to show up, do your job above everyone else, and then make everyone feel comfortable. So um, this is not nothing I'm making up. This is just what, I guess, economists and, and, and social workers are coming up with saying that, you know, employers are saying that black people don't have the soft skills, you know, not African Americans anyway. Maybe some African immigrants, but not native African Americans. And you, you, know, you know, Lisa, I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with that term. Um, and, and as a social worker, um, um, I, I just want to say that uh, with regard to what Jane was talking about, that's why I think that we need to do our research um, of the companies that we are applying to, of the companies that we wish to work for, because we need to get our foot in. And they are looking for soft skills. They're looking for soft skills, and they are um, – there's another gentleman on the show, Deacon um, uh, Brooks. I wish he was here. He works in um, – uh, uh, Brian, you, you, you can tell me where he works, but um, with regard to the interviews, that's why you need to do your research so you can present yourself as such. Because once you present yourself in a manner that they're looking for, you're in there, okay? And then once you get in there, you can start doing things a totally different way. Of course, stay within the, the guidelines, um, uh, but you can start uh, loosening up a bit, uh, and th those soft skills can become somewhat alleviated. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I agree with that, and I, I think that's why we need to do our research so that we can present ourselves as such during the initial intake, uh, I'm sorry, um, uh, interview pro interviewing process. All right, very good. So, Dr. Baxter, I want you to take us on out um, with, uh, you know, some 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 guidelines, some some suggestions, or you know, uh, well, whatever will the, help us as individuals. Well, the first suggestion that I would like to make is like conversations and programs like this must continue on a consistent basis, so the public can be aware of some of the frustrations as well as some of the remedies to uh, uh, alleviate some of these problems in our society. Once again, Sacramento Theological Seminary, what, you know, although we are a theological school, we, you know, have a social uh, skills department as well. And something my staff and I came up with last year, and we're making it, we're making it a campaign for 2018 is to help, you know, we're not going to try to, you know, raise the flag and say we did this, but we would like to help alleviate the scourge of poverty. And the way we're going to do that is through better education, better qualified individuals, and know-how. I like that new term that, that, that uh, what was it, soft skills? Yes, that, that, is, mm -hmm. that, is, a, a, that, that is very, very prevalent right now in our society. And once again, I'd like to chime in on the situation for all my sisters because I have four sisters who, who, have, who are uh, very educated and they have run through the same situations and when it comes time for positions and jobs and, and interviews and, and everything, is that um, uh, we have to start looking at our political system a little closer, 
a little closer, you guys. I mean, you'd be surprised who will notice you when you can uh, deliver voting blocks in your district. So yes, I would just like yes. to encourage, yes. And then the last thing I'd like to say, let's not forget our youth. That is yes. the strength of our nation and the strength of our black, brown communities mm -hmm. right now, okay? Let's mm -hmm. not forget our youth. They are our future leaders, okay? Yes. Uh, I mean, uh, we, let's not forget our youth. I, 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 I'm really compassionate for that right yes. now. Our, our school, once again, we are a theological seminary, but then yet and still we recognize all the social ills in our community. And uh, we're trying to make an impact in other social areas besides theology. And believe me, theology is our bread and butter. That's what keeps our doors open and keeps us funded so we can do the things that we're doing. And that's why I say all of our programs right now are free of charge our GED program, our counseling program, our mentoring programs, and you can just go to Sacramento Theological <coughs> Seminary and BibleCollege.com and call our numbers and get a hold of us, and we'll be glad to entertain anything that you think would help. Thank you. All right. Very great. good. Thank, very, thank, thank you, Doctor. So, so very much. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, I know uh, Brother Darrell, your show is going to be on 1 o'clock California time, 4 o'clock Eastern time. Give us a little tidbit about what your show's going to be about later on this afternoon. Absolutely. I'd love to. And, uh, Doctor, I hope that you can call in. Um, please check that out. Um, uh, we, we provide a platform for youth. We are, we are very interested um, in encouraging our youth, again, to basically to keep yeah. them out of the penal system. However, today we will be discussing uh, sibl uh, a sibling rivalry and the impact that it has on our youth. Um, and we're also going to be discussing whether or not it continues uh, into adulthood um, because a lot of the uh, family dynamics and siblings, sibling relationships can change over many years simply because of this particular type of uh, sibling rivalry. All yeah. right. Yeah. Very, good. Very good. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've been here at T25CL Galaxy Talk Radio here at United We Stand. Um, Andre Ward, he'll be back next week. Uh, and, of course, we just want to thank everyone for joining us. Thank you, Gina, Dr. Braxford, Lisa and thank Alex, you. and, of course, Brian and, and our brother, Daryl. We want to thank everyone for joining in. Of course, this show has been recorded. You can go back and uh, listen to it in the next couple of hours once it's uploaded to the system. And, hey, you know what? There's been some tidbits on here and there's some information. And I know as sisters, we're going to unite we stand on this, on yes. this thing. We're going to yeah. continue on, and, and whatever we can do to help, you know, uh, any um, uh, resources that we can provide for you, Gina, uh, you know, we're here for you. Um, and then, you know, just continue to reach out. I know Bro uh, Dr. Braxford, he has uh, avenues as well, and I know you have plenty, but you know what? We can never have enough. Right. Never. Right. The more, the better. So we just want to thank everyone for joining us today. And everyone, listen, have a great day, a great weekend, and be blessed. Good day, everyone. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you, ladies. Thank you very much. much. Everyone, Thank you. Bye -bye. Thank you, everyone. I appreciate it. You're so really. welcome. Bye-bye. Yeah. Right. Bye. 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 Bye.